Good evening and welcome to episode 39 of the Tailboard Meetings with Jesus podcast. We are going to be finishing up the series today on marriage. This is the sixth lesson in that six-part series. And today we're going to be talking about forever. So um, the objective is for the Christian firefighter or first responder to be equipped to disciple other couples and how to treat your spouse like a chief. You'll be able to identify the importance of having a relationship that lasts forever. So our primary uh, Bible references today is going to be out of the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verses 31 and 32, Galatians, chapter 6, verse 9, and 1 Corinthians 13, verses 1 through 13. Additional Bible references will be out of the book of Psalms. It'll be 139 verses 23 and 24 and Proverbs 4, 7. So we're going to jump right in. Our life principle is that a happy, thriving marriage begins when couples follow biblical truths and dedicate their lives to ministering to the needs of the spouse. So as an introduction, have you ever thought about forever? You know, when I first got hired on at um, City of Ashborough, I thought that was going to be my um, forever career. I uh, went in thinking that I was going to work there for 30 years and retire and uh, do whatever. But, you know, t- things change, life changes, priorities change. And I wound up at my current job, and um, I think it was the best move um, for me spiritually. Um, And just all the way around, I think it was a good move. Um, But it wasn't a a decision I made lightly. Um, I prayed about it. I talked to God about it. I talked to my spouse about it. And we discussed it, and... um, so that was the way we come to that decision. I didn't just go at it and say, yes, I'm going to change jobs. Um, there was a lot of discussion, a lot of prayer. But, you know, thinking back, um, I had not planned to swap careers 20 years into my firefighting career. But, like I said, priorities change, life changes. And, um, and so that's just, uh, that's the way things go sometimes in the fire service or in emergency services in general. We'll have difficult seasons in our marriage. Um, there'll be a lot of times that it'll be great. There'll be a lot of love. There'll be times of financial struggles, times with difficulties. But like a job on the fire department, we need to view our marriage as forever. All right, so why marriage matters. Successful careers. Name someone who has had a successful career. Think about those for a minute. How did they become successful? You know, you can think about um, anybody. Think about um, Dale Earnhardt. Um, You know, how did he become successful? He became successful by being able to drive a car. He became successful by being able to um, 
make a lot of good choices. He became successful by um, his talent, but also by knowing people. But just think about anybody that has been successful. What made them successful? What made Billy Graham successful? I think you can we can all agree that Billy Graham was successful because he was doing God's work. So how does the thought of forever affect our marriage? It should bring stability into our marriage. It should enable the spouses to concentrate on the other's needs. And it should bring God into our marriage. Number three, what are the effects of living within a marriage forever? It shows a lost and dying world a picture of a saving God. <clears throat> Ephesians five thirty one and 32 says that, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. It should bring up the ability to endure uh, through the hard times. Galatians 6, 9 says that, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Other translation says, reap a harvest of blessing. God's blessing in your life and your marriage is because you are living life the way God intended it to be. So what is the definition of love? To see the definition of love, we're going to read... Um, 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 13. The Bible says, Though I speak with the tongue of men and of angels, but have no, not love, I have become sounding brass or a clinging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understanding all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, but have not love. I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Bear all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails, but whether there are prophecy, there will they will fail whether they are tongues they will cease whether there is knowledge it will vanish away for we know in part and prophet and prophesy in part but when that which is perfect has come then that which is in part will be done away <clears throat> 
When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I become a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. And now abide faith, hope, love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. So now forever, forever marriage. God desires first responders to have an everlasting love. The marriage covenant is considered an everlasting covenant. So what is a covenant? Exodus 19.5 tells us that, Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people, for all the earth is mine. There are many examples of covenants in the Bible. Some are conditional and some are non-conditional. Examples of covenants are between God and Noah, Abraham, and the nation of Israel. So in, in that same sense, we see that marriage covenants should be looked at as a binding, lasting forever, with no conditions attached. Do we not have a marriage ceremony where before God and witnesses we swore our allegiance to our spouse for life? What has changed? Why would we even dare break our marriage covenant? So Mark 10, 1 through 12 tells us that then he arose from there and came to the region of Judah by the other side of the Jordan. And multitudes gathered to him again and as he was accustomed he taught them again the pharisees came and asked asked him is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife testing him and he answered and said to them what did moses command you they said moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and dismiss her and answered and jesus answered and said to them because of the hardness of your heart, he wrote you this per, uh, precept. But from the beginning of the cre creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh, so that they are, not, are no longer two but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. In the house, his disciple also asked him about, again, about this same matter. So he said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if a woman divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. So biblical areas to focus on for a lifetime marriage. Choose to communicate. Regular, meaningful communication with your spouse will yield huge dividends. Choose to cultivate an atmosphere where both spouses are growing closer to the Lord in their daily lives. Read the Word of God regularly, study it, and obey it. And then choose to apply Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24 to our lives. 
The Bible says in Psalm 139, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. And see if there are any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. So we choose to understand your spouse. You need to choose to understand your spouse. Choose to pray together. Choose to have a growing marriage. So now, how do we apply all this? Our application for first responders. And these are all practical skills that we are to use to have a successful marriage. Say, I love you often. Make your spouse a priority. The kids will move away eventually, but your spouse is going to be with you forever. Talk about shared memories. Have a story for just the two of you at, at a time of the, just the two of you at least once a week. Say, I'm sorry. Say, I forgive you. Schedule sex if needed. Say something nice every day. Brag about your spouse to your friends when your spouse can hear you. Focus on priorities and compliment one another. So I'm going to leave you with about four discussion questions to think about this week. So how does the world view view of marriage differ from God's view? And how does God look at divorce? And can marriage be repaired? And how long did God intend for marriage to last? So your Bible memorization verse this week is Hebrews 13.4. And it says marriage is honorable among all and the bed undefiled. But fornicators and adulterers God will judge. So I leave you this week with a prayer request that um, you'd have a desire to strengthen your marriage in order to be obedient to these truths that we've heard about today uh, in this lesson. So I hope you've enjoyed this series. We're going to be starting something new next week. Don't know exactly what yet, but um, we'll be doing something. And um, until then, everybody take care. Have a good week. God bless and stay safe.